0: Content warning. Steve decided to swear a lot in this episode, so if you're with small children, just a word of warning there is a lot of swearing. When I tried to get him to stop, he just told me to go. myself. It's the SM
1: experience with the SM experience.
0: Alright, everybody, welcome to episode 10 of the SM Experience with the SNM Experience. And the SM Experience is myself. My name is Matthew. We also have
1: Stephen D. Holmes. Fuck you, Matt, you ditty fuck. Uh, Stephen, you got it.
0: Okay. And. Uh,
1: suck a taint, you turd.
2: Um, excuse me, I'm Louise Chonky Gravy. Thank you very much.
1: I didn't say you were the turd. What? Matt's is- the big stinky dipshit turd fucker.
2: Are you okay?
1: I'm fucking. Fantastic. Guys, I met a woman. Oh, tell us more. I posted a picture on Instagram. Next thing I know, someone, this hot chick starts following me. She's sending me messages being like, hey, big boy, do you like hot, wet sluts? And I was like, oh, shit, this girl's speaking my language. Her name's Anna67241783226178. Two, two, um, and then it's like the licky emoji. You know, that fucker who's like winking and kind of being like, uh, with my tongue out. He's like, yeah, what's up, man? We've been going back and forth, like, real hot, real heavy. She's like, yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, I like big, dirty sluts. And she was like, hot. What's your name? And I was like, Steven. And she was like, that's a funny name. And I was like, I don't think it's that funny. And she was like, that's a great job, too. And I was like, I didn't even mention my job. What, are you psychic? And she's like, yeah, I love cats. I like to work. I'm a big, horny slut. And I was like, wow. Do you want to meet? And she was like, send me $500. So I did. And I haven't heard back from her yet. That sounds like a beginning
0: of a beautiful relationship. I fucking hope so. You'll
2: probably get married.
0: Uh, No one's going to hit it and quit it. All
2: right.
0: right, Well, that kind of nicely dovetails into our opening question. Um, Our opening question comes from Judy Sackadoody in Ann Arbor, Michigan. She asks, My husband is an avid fan of Gwyneth Paltrow's blog series. He recently read about the health benefits of sunning your perineum, or gooch if you're nasty. He now regularly stretches it on our balcony and holds his legs aloft for 15 to 20 minutes, letting the sunshine where it's not supposed to. I believe that some of our neighbors have noticed, and that's why they're avoiding us. He's really tainted our image and our community. How can I help him to stop spreading his reek cheeks for all to see without hurting his feelings? Um, so maybe I'll kick this off with Judy. He might be right. Gwyneth Paltrow has never been wrong about anything. Her advice is so rock solid and scientifically proven. She writes scientific papers. They get into journals, they get peer reviewed. Gwyneth Paltrow is kind of like the Jane Goodall or Mary Curie of our age. So just take her advice and maybe get Sun in your perineum too.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great, like don't be ashamed that he's spreading those freak cheeks for everyone to see, like join in him. get down on, on all fours or on your back, however you want to do it. Yeah, yeah like Gwyneth Paltrow knows what she's talking about. What do you think, Louise?
2: If he's happy, he's happy. You know, maybe you should lighten up.
0: Also, all bodies are beautiful.
2: Yeah, don't slut shame your husband.
0: (laughs) That is good advice. I think
2: so. Trust in Paltrow. Trust in Paltrow. Trust in goop.
0: And that really dovetails again into our theme, which is on thin ice. Hey, do you guys know what time it is? It's time for a sketch. It's time for a sketch.
2: Oh, yeah. Interior. Police station. Daytime. Detective Monroe is seated at his desk, surrounded by files. Next to the desk is a bulletin board detailing a crime, key suspects, and evidence. He tosses a file aside and leans back. This case is kicking his ass. His partner, Detective Grant, enters with a fresh coffee for him.
0: Here. Why don't you take a break, Monroe? I can't. There's gotta be something here. Something to crack this. Something I'm missing.
1: You need to learn to let go. You can't solve every case.
0: Yeah. But this one's personal. I can't walk away from it. There's no shame in
1: walking away.
0: Maybe there is for me. I owe her that much.
1: Do you know what I've learned doing this? You don't always win. Sometimes they get away. Sometimes bad things just happen. There's no motive or reason. Just bad luck and a knife in your back. Something you've got to accept.
2: Grant pats Monroe on the shoulder and walks away, sipping his coffee. A thought strikes Monroe.
1: Wait, what did you say?
2: Grant stops and turns back.
0: I said it's something you've got to accept. No. Before. I never told you she was killed with a knife.
2: Grant pauses, thinking.
1: Right. I mean, there's a picture of a bloody knife on your murder board.
2: Monroe looks at his board.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, I just put it together. Knife in the back. Wait. I never told you she was stabbed in the back.
2: Grant pauses again.
1: No. Uh, But again, it's on the murder board. Crime scene photos, corner reports, it's all there. Right, right. Makes sense. Also, you know I'm working the case too, right? Right, right.
2: Grant starts to leave again. A new thought comes to Monroe. Except... Grant pauses again.
0: I never told you to help me with the case. No, you
1: didn't. Captain assigned it to me? Sure, yeah.
2: Oh,
0: but I never told the captain
1: I was working this case. I know, you're not supposed to be working it. The victim was your wife. I never told you she was my wife. I've known Abby for a long time. I was the best man at your wedding. I never asked you to be. Yes, you did. Look, we're all worried about you. You've taken this pretty hard. Maybe you should take a break. A break?
0: That's what Abby wanted after I caught her cheating on me.
2: A thought strikes Grant. What did you just say?
0: Nothing. That Abby wanted me to take a break. You never told me Abby was cheating on you. Oh. I, uh... I'm sure I told somebody.
1: Who? That seems like a pretty important detail for this case. Is it? Huh.
2: Grant is growing more suspicious. So is Monroe.
0: I could have sworn I told someone.
2: Things are getting Uh... tense. Suspense rises. Neither of them is taking their eyes off the other. Grant's hand slowly slides to his gun. Monroe carefully reaches for his piece. Tension continues to build, but it is suddenly broken as a uniformed cop enters. We got him, your gardener just confessed to the murder. Monroe slumps back in his chair with a sigh of relief. Thank you. The cop nods and starts to leave.
0: Wait a second, I never told you we had a gardener.
2: You didn't, but the gardener told us he was and his records confirmed it.
1: You gotta stop, man. Right, yeah. I need a vacation
2: Monroe pushes his files aside and gets up. he walks past Grant and the other cop and exits with Monroe now gone Grant and the cop share a look and sinisterly nod to one another
0: and scene
2: bow, bow, bow. Bow,
0: bow, bow. Okay, and now in the studio we have a special guest who's going to fill us in on all the latest cultural happenings. It's Movie Reviews with Dennis Saint-Denis. Welcome.
1: Oh, hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, so good to be back. Movies are back! Yay! Movies are back, baby! They're back. The theaters are open. This is fantastic news.
0: You guys been out to see any movies? Not yet, but I want to know, what's the first movie we
1: should go see? Uh, let's see what that says first here. I got uh, the Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, yeah.
0: That looked exciting.
1: Two big guys going at it. Ooh. <laughs> definitely Ooh, you guys know what though oh Whoa this movie oh this movie is a bigger stinkier turd than what that giant monkey would shit out Ooh. oh uh,
0: really? oh really i was looking forward to that yeah
1: okay oh boy oh, power. why are there so many human characters in this movie we don't need them, okay? The only character I feel a connection to is the little deaf girl. Because I wish I could be like her so I also wouldn't have to listen to the other nonsense the other characters speak. Ooh, oh, oh, yeah. Does not make sense. But it, it's a big fight, this movie. The two big guys going at mm-hmm. it. Big chunky boys. The bigger fight in this movie, I think, is uh, me watching this, fighting the urge to bash my own brains in. God, it's such a big fight. You know, trying not to just slam my head into the chair in front of me. <laughs> The real winners, of course, are the people crushed to death in a building that
0: don't have to sit through this boring shit. Ooh, build. <laughs> Ooh, that's harsh. Uh. What, so what else did you did you see? There must be something good out there.
1: There were some other big, big movies that came out. There was the Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah,
0: yeah, a lot of people love that one.
1: Lots of people like the first Wonder Woman. Mm. This one's more like, uh, Wonder, why this movie is so bad? Woman 84. Ooh. <coughs> This movie. It's got it's like the big thing in this, there's a magic stone. Okay. Already a great start. It's a magic stone that makes your one wish come true. Do you guys know what why one wish would be? No, tell us.
2: To get with Wonder Woman. Uh, to,
1: oh maybe, but no, it's to get back to two hours I wasted on this mess. <coughs> DC is dropping the ball. You got Kristen Wig in this, that's always a plus. Mm-hmm. Kristen Wigg, unfortunately in this one she's looking like she needs to make it to the Jellico Ball. You know, like from the Cats movie? Because she's uh, looks like a cat in this. But, like, it's not. That, like the Cats movie. You guys know what I'm talking about?
2: Uh, kind of.
1: Sure. The Cats. It was called Cats. Uh, they are all cats. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Judy Dench had a human hand for a while when it first came out. <laughs> but uh, DC has uh, been having a tough time. There was also, of course, the Snyder Cut came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Four-hour waste of time. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. I wish Zack Snyder would have made just one cut. Directly across my throat. Ooh. <laughs> Zach, just putting something black and white does not make it more artistic. Ay, ay, ay. Here's a new philosophical question that I came up with while watching this. If you gave an infinite number of Zack Snyder's an infinite amount of time in an infinite amount of editing base, could he, one of them eventually create a watchable version of Justice League? <laughs> it's doubtful. <downfall.
0: laughs>
1: Ooh. Ooh, that's. It's next Snyder around of there. Uh, Zack Snyder oh, also big year for Zack Snyder he also put out Army of the Dead you see this one no I didn't see it what do you think I, you guys know what this one's
0: about uh, no
2: recap I... it
1: it's like a bunch of uh, a zombie takeover in Las Vegas okay yeah and then there's the military but yeah I, I saw this I saw I saw a bunch of rotting corpses in Las Vegas and thought that the Rolling Stones must be doing a residency there ooh <laughs> <laughs> I saw a bunch of spooky screaming monsters in Vegas and thought oh the Raiders fans are back do you guys on football fans, maybe? I saw a bunch of dried-up, wrinkly-looking bodies in a casino and thought, "Oh, there's a new Ocean's Eleven movie coming out. <laughs> I was like, oh, I saw a rotting, puss-and-shit-filled, decrepit figure shambling down the strip and thought Mitch McConnell was on vacation. <laughs> oh, boy. He dump it. Put a bullet through my brain, please. <laughs> Oof! Uh, there's a couple movies still in theaters, though. Yeah. the The Black the Black Widow movie just came out. Yeah. Marvel Black Widow, the character who's already dead. Let's see what she's doing for a couple of weeks in 2015. <laughs> what a fun movie! I mean, is this really a necessary part of the Marvel phase? Whatever we're on now, or was it just a movie to placate Scarlett Johansson and keep her from trying to play another Asian person in a movie again? <laughs> Come on, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> But there's another movie in theaters right now still. Oh, yeah? F9. Yeah. The Furious Saga. Big action. Big action. Did you like it? Louise? Yeah. Matthew? Yeah. Quiet boy? (laughs) This movie should win every Academy
0: Award. Oh, wow. I did not expect that from you.
1: I love it. The action is so big. Uh The only thing more fast and furious than the cars is how fast and furious I came throughout the whole thing. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Talk about a blockbuster. More like a nut buster, oh boy. <laughs> I hear a car yeah. engine ref now and I have a, a pelvis shattering orgasm, oh boy. You should get that checked out. <laughs> Sometimes right. I just, I go by the drag strip nearby my house and I'm gripping the windows, blasting ACDC. That shook me all night long, oh boy. They got John Cena in this one. It's perfect. He fits right in. He should have been in it from the start. <laughs> you know John Cena says, you can't see me? Well, watching John Cena in a Fast and Furious movie, you can see me in the theater shooting thick ropes just <laughs> everywhere. I'm so sorry to the theater staff who had to clean that up. It looked like the soft-serve machine had a DQ exploded. Oh, my goodness. I cannot wait for it to be on home video, so I can just slap on three or four condoms and go back to pure bliss. Anyways, uh, the movies are back. They're They're back. And I need to find a new theater to go to. I can't go back to that one.
0: Huh. Well, thank you very much, Dennis St. Denis. Your wisdom is always something.
1: Oh, merci. I'll see you at the cinema, but not the one on Clark and Jump. And now,
0: a word for my sponsor.
1: Hi, Richie Zonker here, owner and proprietor of Legal Zoom. What is Legal Great question. I'd be happy to answer that for you. Back in uh, 2008 when the Zune came out, I thought, "Hey, the future is here." So I went down to my local Best Buy, bought every single box of Zooms, probably about 2,400 of them, thinking I was going to make buck reselling these on the old eBay. Not so much. Anyways, three and a half years later, I spent time researching, reading documents, going through legal textbooks, trying to see if I could unload these, take them back, if I could just Find some sort of loophole where I didn't technically own them, I called Bill Gates, but nope. Ah, So now I decided, hey, I'm going to fill these up with all the legal knowledge I have. You pay me a fee of 24 dollars and I will ship you a Zune chock full of all the legal advice that I have. You don't need a lawyer, you can be your own lawyer for the low, low price of $24.99. There's also a really great chapter on this legal Zune. You go to a playlist, it's got all kinds of knowledge about divorce law, what to look out for, what to do when your wife gets everything in the divorce and you've got to move back in with your mother. And all your, the only thing you have left in the world is three boxes filled with 2,400 Legal zooms. All
0: right, thank you to Legal Zune. Brown is back, baby. Okay.
2: <laughs> what did you say, brown is back? Yeah. Brown, what the hell is brown? Zunes are
0: famous for having a brown color and everyone's like, what?
2: They were brown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Pitch it
0: or ditch it. So Hollywood is now shopping around. They're trying to make a Rubik's Cube movie. But of course, we've already pitched a Rubik's Cube movie. We pitched it all the way back in episode seventy-one when we did a different podcast, just called the S N M Experience. And let's just play a quick clip of what we came up with. Ooh
2: an epic new movie this summer. We have Tom... I keep saying Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. We couldn't get Tom Cruise. Um. uh, And uh, National (laughs) Treasurer Nick Cage. uh, They team up to solve a Rubik's Cube. But this is not any other Rubik's Cube that you're familiar with. It was not invented in the 70s. It was actually by the Sumerians. uh, And, turns out, it mirrors the tectonic plates of the universe. (laughs) So if... If they can't figure it out, there's going to be earthquakes times a million and <laughs> something real bad's going to happen. Um, so they have to figure it out together, but the two don't get along very well. Um, uh, Tom Hanks is all professor like wah 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 and then uh, Nick Cage is very like dude we should do some mushrooms and figure it out. I'm sounding like Bill Clinton there. Uh, <laughs> neither of you look like that's the case. Um, but he's like, yeah, we should do some mushrooms and figure out this cube. Um, and it's not going very well for them. But then they make a breakthrough and they open the cube and the audience will never guess what happens next.
0: Ooh. Wow, what a great pitch. So earthquake Time Million Are Gonna Happen is a 2012 scenario. If they can find this Rubik's Cube and if they can solve it, then they will save the world. Which I think sounds actually pretty damn good pitch.
1: Just a really cool thing from our old friend, Jennifer Pepper, who used to do this podcast with us, was the phrase, it aligns with the tectonic plates of the universe.
2: Of the universe. Not just the earth, but the universe. Mm-hmm. What did it get you thinking, Steve?
1: So, like, I like this idea of, like, an adventure movie with, like, yeah. globe trotting and stuff like that. But I was also mm-hmm. thinking, like, what if it's sort of like an adventure movie, but, like, the Goonies instead of adults mm-hmm instead of Nicolas Cage or Nicolas Cage should be in it definitely somehow we gotta but we got like some of those stranger things kids some of these youngsters love it I knew you'd say that and like the Rubik's Cube the way you if if, if you like shift it and do stuff it like like you solve one side suddenly you're in like a different dimension
2: where like things move
1: differently or like blah Uh blah blah and there's different things in there of danger, and you have to find something there, and then you solve a different side, and then you're a mm-hmm. different thing going through a different plane or a different dimension, solving stuff there. And then, like once they finally get all the pieces of whatever they're looking for to put together
0: another cube, maybe I don't know.
2: I like that, like yeah, they can time hop based on the cube.
0: I like this Jumanji-esque aspect where, when you play it, you start kind of messing with the world itself. Like mm-hmm. there's a special Rubies Cube. As you twist it, all sorts of calamities happen. And when you realize this and like, we need to get this Ruby's cube back to its original state, back to balance and order. But I still like the idea that in this alternate universe, nobody knows how to actually solve a Ruby's cube. It's not just common knowledge. That's a bit of a problem is that, you know, you can just look up online how to solve Ruby's cube.
1: Maybe that's the sort of inciting incident is, uh, we've got Finn Wolfhard uh, mm-hmm. from Stranger Things. His yeah. grandfather was an eccentric who had these cubes. He could never figure it out. Finn Wolfhard picks it up. He puts it together. Suddenly, things go toppy-turvy, topsy-turvy. Topsy-turvy mm-hmm. because he aligned the tectonic plates of the universe. And now there's going to there's like earthquakes breaking out. Millions of them. And so he's got to like try to unsolve it, but he's, it's too late. He has to like unsolve it in a specific way by going through these different dimensions and different mm-hmm. planes. I like
2: that he would like figure it out. Like he would do the Rubik's cube in the morning and then have breakfast, and then realize, like, oh, no, the Earth is, like, falling apart, like, all these bad things. But then he connects it to the Rubik's Cube, and then somehow, I think him and his friends need to call up Nick Cage. What if that it's, is critical.
1: What if what if what if what, 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 what if, 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 what if when he solves it, he doesn't, maybe it's not as catastrophic as a thousand million earthquakes. What if it's just these little changes? Suddenly, his life's different. It's like, that, it's like the end of Back to the Future, where suddenly if they're rich, and Biff's a, a dingus who washes oh, like their cars. I like this idea. But there's something that's wrong. Like, someone's not there. Or, like, the girl he likes is like, Zuh. she's like, maybe she's she, a hunchback. <laughs> she, she has such bad scoliosis. And so he's like, got to figure it out. But then also, Nicolas Cage does show up. And he's like, I'm you from the future. You solved it. And you ruined everything.
0: And so they have to, like, try to unsolve it. But they keep going through different realities. Some things sure. are kind of different.
2: That's a good one. That's a good one.
0: Can I do one more uh, pitch just a little bit out there? Yeah. So I'm kind of hung up on this idea of like tectonic plates of the universe Mm because I never thought of the universe as having tectonic plates. Oh, it does. Mm -hmm. So what if the tectonic plates of the universe are out of order and we have to work with other alien civilizations to get them back in order? How many movies have we seen where we have to actually work with the aliens and not against them? And I think alien cooperation might be kind of a new subgenre of sci-fi in Hollywood going forward. into it cool right and the aliens can be played by Nick Cage
2: they're all Nick Cage
1: it's just, Nick Cage. It's just Nick Cage wearing an E.T. mask <laughs> here's another pitch yeah, man. We, we, we push that aside put that to one side over yeah, here skip it. oh, it's over there now it's like the present day there's a yeah. really nerdy kid he's a Rubik's Cube solving champion he goes into the Rubik's Cube uh, solving championship games mm-hmm. shenanigans happen I don't know sure it's like Rocky.
0: Oh, that was the whole pitch. He used oh, to be really
1: good it. at okay. it. And then there's like a guy who's like, hey, I'm better at it. Never, Never mind. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's so fucking stupid. No, it's cool. No, okay. it's, it's really I mean,
2: fucking dumb. I mean, you could tweak it slightly, and then it's almost like Queen's Gambit, but just with Rubik's Cube.
1: Yeah, that's like kind of what I was thinking, but I, didn't, I couldn't put it into words good enough. I also never watched Queen's Gambit.
0: It's <laughs> also much lower budget than my idea of like multiple alien civilizations all working together. That'd be expensive. So what do you guys think? Do you think that we can get the job that Hollywood is actually looking for there? So for yes. more context, they are actually trying to make a Rubik's Cube movie. This, this is not a joke. Oh, wait. It is indeed the world's stupidest IP that they're trying to make into it's a It's really
2: dumb. But I think that, Steve, you've got something there where it's like Back to the Future, where like all the, the mini moves make like mini changes in this person's life. And then like Nick Cage comes from the future and is like, oh, I'm you. And he's like, what? I think that could totally be it. And like Finn from Stranger Things or like the friends. From, you put Stranger Things kids in anything hit. It's a hit. What
1: if it's just a Tron thing and when he figures out the cube, he gets sucked into the cube. And his
0: dad's in there because his dad solved it years ago. And his dad's Nicolas Cage.
2: That's good too.
0: I have one more thought, if you guys will indulge me. Do you think we could get Eiffel 65 to come back from retirement to do a song, especially for this movie, like, called I'm Square, da ba dee ba da da. And everyone's, all the nerds are going to be like, um, a square is not a cube, they're technically different, blah, blah, blah.
1: And all the music snaps are going to be like, cube was right there, cube sounds like blue, what are you doing?
0: Eiffel 65 would be like, nah, I'm cool with this, I got a lot of money. <laughs> Should
1: we just rifle out as many pitches right now to, uh, so we can get this on air so that when a Rubis Q movie does get played, uh, mm-hmm. we can sue them for yep. plagiarism? That's a fantastic idea. I mean,
2: we came up with it months and months and months ago. That
1: was years ago. Already? That was like three years ago. That was maybe. three
2: years ago? Oh my God, I thought that that was like this year.
1: Here's, here's, here's a pitch. Uh, yeah, horror movie. Me. Rubik's cube. Guy gets fought, finds a, a Rubik's cube in a thrift shop, but it's like kind of different looking, and it's like d- it. whispers to him. And he picks it up, and he takes it home, and he's like just uh, like enchanted by it. And he finally solves it, and then all of a sudden, ghosts start showing up and like um, demons, and they're like, "Hey, you solved the cube. Now you freed us." And he's like, "Oh no!" And he's like, "I gotta put them back." But how do I unsolve a cube? And then he, everyone dies around him.
0: Cool, new pitch. Two people, they meet in a bookstore. They both reach for the same cube. Oh no, that's the meat cube. Um, And throughout their relationship- Is it a
2: meat cute or a meat cube? Oh, it's
0: a meat cube. (laughs) All right, that's the end of my pitch. Let's stop there. That's great.
2: No, tell us what happens. Nope,
0: that's it. I was making it up as I go. I'm just trying to rile yes. it as many pieces as I can so we can sue Hollywood later. What oh, do you got?
2: okay. A dog eats a Rubik's cube, and it's the only way that humans are going to be able to stop a thousand million earthquakes. So we have to get it out of Airbud first, and then solve the cube.
1: Here's a pitch. It's a biopic about the Rubik's Cube uh, inventor, Heinrich uh, Rubik's Cube, and about his life where he invents the cube by accident trying to create a new type of paperweight. And then he loses the rights to it because his friend is like, I helped you because I was there. And then he falls in love with a girl, but then she also sues him for the rights of it. And his parents sue him for the rights of it. And it's just a big, long legal battle.
0: And then he's like, finally, like, the real puzzle was solving my life.
2: That's
0: a good one. New pitch. A couple of hotshot podcasters come with a whole bunch of ideas for a Rubik's Cube movie. Hollywood takes one of those ideas, they make it, and then the two hotshot podcasters go and sue Hollywood and take I'm sorry, I'm
2: going to stop you right there. You said two hotshot podcasters.
0: Louise, you've been very hesitant about being really associated with this program, <laughs> so I'm never sure to include you You in
2: kicked that. me out of the whole podcast. Guys, I've been here the whole time.
0: <laughs> okay, just every time we say grunny, you're like, I don't want to be involved. In this.
2: Yeah, because we can say grunny it, a lot. What is it? Gr- what is it? Hot grunny? What are you guys Beefy talking grunny. about? Beefy grunny. Beefy sloppy grunny. Like, come on! You can't say things like you that. You made it sloppy. You can't. If Hollywood bought the movie and I wasn't involved at that stage, oh my God, I'd do the shit out of you. Which
0: one? The Ruby's Cube movie or the Beefy Grunny movie?
2: You can keep it Beefy Grunny. I'm really upset about Beefy Grunny. Here's a pitch. Oh my God, that word. Here's
0: a pitch. There's a guy.
1: Um, he's a uh, Rubik's Cube solving champion. He has a girl that he likes who's also a Rubik's Cube solving champion. But they can't solve the puzzle of how to get together. And then she sees he's got a big old greasy sloppy granny. And she's like, oh my god, i got to climb that mountain. And, <laughs> and they do. And <laughs> they get together and it's magic.
0: Okay, here's an idea. Can we keep the pitches super vague so that any movie they do make is probably going to kind of sound like one? Yeah. Okay, Rubik's Cube movie. A man and a woman fall in love.
1: Rubik's Cube movie. There's a guy who can solve math problems. He sees
0: the world as though it's a Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube movie. A bad thing happens to somebody.
1: (laughs) Rubik's Cube. There's a Rubik's Cube and a guy tries to solve it.
2: Rubik's Cube. There's a genius and he sees the world like a Rubik's Cube and his dog gets stuck inside of it.
1: Rubik's Cube movie. It's a guy trying to solve a Rubik's Cube and fall in love with a girl. And also the Rubik's Cube
0: is motions and it's animated by Pixar. Rubik's Cube movie. Everything is a cube until they solve the cube and then things become circles again.
2: Rubik's Cube movie. Everybody wakes up and their head is a Rubik's Cube.
1: Rubik's Cube movie. It's like Pleasantville where everything's black and white except for the Rubik's Cube.
0: Rubik's Cube movie. Uh, there's people.
1: Rubik's Cube movie A guy meets a Rubik's Cube And he gets electrocuted by it And becomes a giant Rubik's Cube That eats people
2: Rubik's Cube movie There's a Rubik's Cube in space
1: Rubik's Cube movie It's just anthropomorphic Rubik's Cubes Who try to solve their problems But the only problem There's one who just can't solve himself Sequel idea Rubik's Cube versus Tetris
0: Rubik's Cube movie There is a large shark That haunts a town
1: Rubik's Cube movie. There's a guy who escapes from a mental institution uh, after he killed his sister uh, 25 years ago and he goes to town and he meets a girl named Laurie Strode and he follows her around all day and then he kills her friends.
2: Rubik's Cube movie. There's a girl but instead of like bending like cherries in her mouth and like making the stems all knotted, <laughs> she opens her mouth and her tongue is a Rubik's Cube.
1: Oh, that's not at all where I thought that was going. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> I bet that I bet um, that girl I met on the internet She can put a whole Rubik's Cube in her mouth And just like solve it and put it out Probably That big greasy slut Her words, not mine right.
2: That's your future wife, Steve yeah, Do not I talk about her like the that The
1: greasier the slut, the better
0: Guys I'm sorry I cussed so much earlier I wish I hadn't We just can't air this on actual radio now
1: And that's where we get all our money from Guys, I also didn't meet a girl on the internet. You didn't? No, I, I made it up. I wanted you guys to think oh. I was cool.
2: Steve will always think you're cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, Rubik's cube movie: sad guy can't solve a Rubik's cube because his friends don't really care about him. Rubik's cube movie: Rubik's cube just sits all night in the bathtub heating old pizza crusts because his friends don't actually like him. Rubik's cube movie: he just. Drops the pizza crust into the bathwater and he still eats it because he's like, at least it's easier to go down. Just like hearing your friends don't actually love you. And then he accidentally lets the pizza crust brush up against his dinger and he's like, that's the most action I've had in a long time.
0: Alright, you can find us on all sorts of social media. We got a YouTube account. We got a uh, Twitter. We got a Facebook. Uh, Should've been out for a couple months, actually. I think it's, um, so it go it's back and listen to that. Half out now?
1: We know it's No, no, it's, no it's, it, it's
0: probably all out now. Go back and listen. Listen to Corntown. Listen to Corntown. We made it. It's funny, I hope. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Guys, I I was making that
1: up. I didn't actually eat pizza crust in my bathtub. You sure? Yeah.
2: Okay. Because
0: it's fine if you did. Okay, yeah, I did. I totally did.